Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore, still going across midfield, inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast, here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Desmond Johnson here with Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Carolina Panthers, Skylar Callahan, and the Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. It's always open mailbag, so if you're watching us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco, Tobacco Road Sports Radio, or if you're watching it off across the Facebook watch feed, the Twitter feed, uh, you can actually type in your comments, your hot takes, anything that you're seeing from whatever we're talking about today. And if you're lucky, we'll get a chance to comment on it. Of course, this is Super Bowl 57 week. We got a Super Bowl 57 preview. We'll hear from Jay Stu and Skyler in terms of their keys to victory for both the Eagles and the Chiefs. Should be a good one uh, this upcoming Sunday on Fox. Uh, we've got some news and notes, Panther news and notes. We've got some new hires, guys, some new uh, coaching hires that we can talk about here, especially a really good one, I think, a defensive coordinator. We'll get into that in just a bit as well. Uh, if you guys have anything over the weekend that you're uh, upset or mad about, of course, you know, around here, it's tell them why you're mad. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. So you can comment on that as well. If anything came across that, uh, that you want to discuss on that note. Uh, and anything else we can get to from the – oh, I remember what it was. With it being um, Super Bowl, I want to get your opinion – um, what is the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of you, uh, that you can think of, that you can remember? Because I've been having this debate with folks ever since last year. And uh, to me, it kind of comes down to one or two. But I want to hear from you guys and hear what you think. And, of course, if you're watching or listening, you can chime in on that as well. Uh, and those comments will apply down below. Before we get going, though, a quick word from our uh, friends over at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fattest, excuse, always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts and where we should probably start today is with Panther news and notes. Uh, guys, of course, I'm sure you've heard. We talked a little bit about uh, Deuce Staley last week as it was first coming in. We'll circle back around to him in a bit. But, uh, Skyler, you had reported um, yesterday in your coaching staff tracker that said all Panthers – uh, fan nation you can go to si.com uh, and search panthers to get to this stuff here uh the the staff starting to come together um and i gotta say i'm actually pretty impressed they they did hire ijiro evro uh it was officially announced sunday one of the non-candidates the panthers interviewed for the head coaching job what can you tell us a little bit about evro and his background yeah well i think this is a really good fit for carolina because it's it's a young guy that's that's kind of on the up, up and coming he's going to be a head coach one day so how long Carolina is fortunate to have him, I'm not really sure. But, I mean, he, he's he got a really good background. He's coached with Dom Capers. 
He's uh, coached with Vic Fangio. So, I mean, he's got some of those uh, Carolina backgrounds a little bit. And I'm, I'm interested to see, and I, I think a couple of other guys in the Charlotte media mentioned this too, it may not be a big surprise to see Dom Capers actually return in some capacity to Carolina, which I think would be really interesting. So um, he's, he runs kind of a 3-4 base defense. So I, I personally think that fits a lot of what this team really needs to run. I don't really think it's fit to run a 4-3 as currently constructed. So we'll see. Um, I think it could also help bring down, again, like we've met, I've mentioned a million times, uh, Jeremy Chin down in, into the box. So I think you're going to see Jeremy Chin really take off in this defense. I think Brian Burns is really going to be um, effective in the in a good way in this defense. And I don't know really what they're going to do with with a guy like Yitor Grosmatos because he's kind of a he's he was supposed to be a pass rusher, but he's kind of been more of a run support guy. And I don't know if he's really going to be an end in this defense or if they'll kick him more inside as an interior rusher. I, I really don't know how they'll handle that. But I, I think Evero's a, a terrific hire. And, again, don't know how long he's going to be here, but there's a lot of people around the league that really respect him. Seems like he's a uh, Vic Fangio disciple, it sounds like, from everything I've been gathering. Like, he's basically just getting like getting Fangio, but a younger version of him, which – Sounds great. Uh, Stu, your thoughts on this when you heard it over the weekend that uh, former Denver Broncos defensive coordinator <laughs> is coming over to the Panthers. What were you? I thought of you. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Denver Broncos. Hmm. Yeah, Stu, about yeah, this. Yeah, man. I'm just glad that he ain't got to wear that blue and orange, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, welcome to the good side. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great, you know, everything Skyler was saying. Um, you know, I think a 3-4 defense definitely goes hand-in-hand hand with what the Panthers, um, you know, you know, seek out to do, you know, get some – I think what they want to be is, you know, fast, explosive, um, and be able to cover, um, cover ground, um, you know. And I think with, the, you know, the, the players that we have, the depth that we do have, you know, that kind of fits, you know, what we have. Um, and – to your point, though, um, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with um, your tour, you know, because I feel like, you know, with when you do have a 3-4 defense, you're going to definitely need to have, um, you know, a nose. We got that. Um, you know, DB, Derek Brown out there <laughs> taking on two guys, <laughs> two to three guys all year. Um, so he showed his presence there. So, I mean, I feel pretty confident there. But when it comes to the two defensive ends, you really need somebody that's kind of got some, you know, some bulk to them um, to really anchor down, um, you know, at that position in the DNs and three, four, because it's crucial for the running game, um, being able to make sure those linebackers are free to, you know, um, you know, not having, not having to shed blocks every play um, and just being available to be where they're supposed to be to make plays. Um, but you know, I, I have the utmost confidence that they they they'll figure it out, have a plan. Um, I mean, how I felt, you know, about this weekend and the coaching staff hire already is, you know, I feel like we got a top ten coaching staff already. Um, you know, just the mindset that shifted in the Carolina in the in, in the Carolina Panthers organization right now, it's it's exciting. Um, 
you know, getting guys in here that know ball, getting guys that um, are young, motivated. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's huge. Uh, so exciting times ahead. Yeah, my, when I first saw it, I went to go check him out to see his background and everything else and what he typically runs. It sounds like he runs kind of – he runs a lot of defensive backs. It feels almost like he runs a lot of dime-type packages. So mm-hmm. there's like six yeah. DBs on the field. And I started thinking, I'm like, Frankie Louvu and Jeremy Chin will be monsters in this defense if they use them right because yeah. there's not really positions once you get past the, the front. It's like kind of just – Hybrid. Yeah. And especially, like that's Jeremy Chin. Especially how, especially how Frankie played last year. Mm-hmm. I mean – there was a lot of times where I'm just like, man, where'd he come from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like all year. Yeah. He had 111 tackles. I didn't even realize it until I saw a graphic uh, this weekend. And maybe, maybe Stu can, can back this up or, or go against it. But I feel like in a three, four, you can probably disguise things a little more with a guy like Frankie who can be yeah. hand in the dirt, stand up edge, or he could be an outside or an off ball backer. Like, I feel like you can do so many different things to confuse an offense. Yeah, man. I mean, with a 3-4 base defense, I mean, you could come out all of a sudden, you're showing 4-3 under, over, um, and and not really sure who the, the, the you know, the down guy is on, on the line of scrimmage. Um, so it really kind of messes with the blocking schemes, right? And like what, who the mic is and you know, are, are they running a true three, four right now? <laughs> like who's, I mean, you can, I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers do it really well. I mean, they do it. It's their DNA. Got yeah. guys walking around, standing up. And, um, you know, if you want to play quick as an offense, you can't necessarily do it um, unless you have, you know, a quarterback and a center that's on top of the front. And so, I mean, it definitely causes confusion. I hated playing three, four teams, um, you know, having, you know, four linebackers and figuring out which one was rushing and which one wasn't was kind of a, a pain in the butt. Seems plus, like we have too, always like, had trouble with three fours, it feels like. Go ahead, Skyler. Yeah, plus, like, with a three four, I mean, this was already probably going to be a need anyway. But, I mean, you, you feel like since they're going to have extra DBs on the field, they're probably going to add to that corner and probably oh, yeah. get for safety because you've got to have depth there. We saw towards the end of the season, like, okay, Dante Jackson was hurt about midway through the year, earlier in the year, and he was done for the year. J.C. Horn got hurt. I mean, they were banged up. They had to bring in, you know, Josh Norman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he didn't play a whole lot. But C.J. Henderson's a guy that I think – I feel like they still believe in, but – I, I don't know. Maybe that changes with the new staff. I, I mean, again, who knows? But I think they definitely need to get another corner, another safety. Again, that was probably going to be something they addressed anyways. But now that you're probably going to this 3-4 defense, go ahead and mark it down. They're going to they're gonna have to do that. Yeah, because especially for the amount of secondary players you need to have out there to kind of really run it effectively. And it, plus, I would imagine you need a certain type. You need like a certain type of guy to really run this type of offense. Uh, Willie Smith. You you'll definitely man. need – Hold on, you'll def you'll definitely need depth because I will say, you know, when you are playing a three four defense, if there is a interior guy that is not on the field, and you have a backup, that is a true weakness, um, especially when it comes to a run game and a point of attack. So, uh, Willie, super fan for believing Panthers, he's with us every week. He asks, how does Shaq fit into this scheme? 
Um, I'd imagine he'd be one of those middle linebackers um, and probably would flourish, to be honest. Kind of imagine him as like one of the nickel linebackers, except he's going to have a, a linebacker to his left and he's going to have a linebacker to his right. I, you could put Brian Burns on that outside edge uh, standing up, which is a scary thought. Um, <laughs> have him rush from that yeah. end, get another rush on the other side, maybe in free agency or something, maybe in the draft. Uh, they got the pieces here to really do it. I'm, I'm a little curious about Derek Brown playing – nose uh nose guard in a three four i don't know has, does he have experience doing that i don't know if he did that at auburn or uh, they've done a little uh under phil snow not a whole lot but they did have some variations of it and i think he did do it a little bit at auburn i mean he's a guy i'm not i'm not really concerned about just because of how strong he is i mean yeah. he's just he's used to taking on two dudes <laughs> like two dudes usually like for him <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah you, you gotta be a you gotta be a guy as able to eat up two blocks every play and i feel and like he, he can do that yeah, yeah. So I, Seth, I don't know i mean he's he's kind of played everywhere at linebacker i mean he's played inside he's played outside so i mean he can fit anywhere but the really the question is is he even going to be here because as we've talked about many times before if they're going to try to look for ways to create cap space he's probably one of the guys that they can cut and save millions of dollars i think it's like 12 or 13 million dollars that they could save by letting him go which sucks because i mean Shaq's one of the leaders the vets of this team it's kind of been through all of it right he's here with rivera he was here through all that that uh success and then the rebuild that happened with rule or whatever happened with rule and then yeah we call it a rebuild <laughs> whatever that was he's kind of like one of the last og guys standing around you know I think he is. Like, I'm trying to think of who else is still on this team from the AJ hey, Jansen, though. Jansen. Jansen's still there. Uh, who else? I think he might be. Now, because they cleared the whole defense out, remember? In the rules first offseason or preseason. I think the, that uh, offensively. That's pretty much it. Maybe Taylor Moten. He was there kind of at the end of Rivera, I guess. So Dante was maybe one year under Rivera. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So you're really talking about kind of seriously moving on to another era. If uh, you let go of Shaq, I wonder if maybe he'll do like a, uh, maybe an extension restructure. I don't know if there's money left to do it with. I, I don't know. I don't really know his plans or what he'd like to do, but. Uh, I can tell you that if you're going to go, if, I can tell you if you're going to go three, four defense, um, it's very important that you have two inside linebackers and a nose tackle. So whatever they do, they better choose wisely because <laughs> yeah. it's an investment at the end yeah. of the day. If you're, gonna, if you're choosing to go 3-4, you better make sure out the gate you got two inside backers and a nose tackle. It's the middle. It's the middle of that defense. That's the strength yeah. of it. Yeah. So That's pretty yeah. much what I was taught kind of like growing up in football is like when we played, when we switched to a, from a 4-3 to a 3-4 in my high school, that's pretty much all they said was like if, we, if we're strong up the middle – You've got extra guys on the outside when you're in a three-four. Rush them to the outside because not only number one do you have extra defenders, but you also have the boundary too. So like mm-hmm. you're gonna have extra help, but you don't have that help up the middle. You're in deep crap. Yeah. So uh, so Evero, uh, the new defensive coordinator, um, Deuce Staley. We still haven't heard exactly what role he's been hired to uh, on this coaching staff. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be offensive coordinator or. Uh, I've seen running backs coach. That's what he was uh, in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, which is where he was coming from. I don't know if he's just coming over in a lateral move or if they're making him something higher. Have you heard anything uh, since the weekend, Skylar, regarding Deuce um, and his role? No, we probably won't until we get a little deeper into this coaching stuff because I feel like they want to see how everything shakes out. 
So if they get a certain guy as an offensive coordinator to agree to terms, then that's going to change his role to either being a running backs coach, assistant head coach, whatever the case may be. Or if they can't get some of their top two or three guys on that OC list, then they start may looking at other running back coaches and having, even though he will still have a say in the running backs, regardless of what happens, he will still have, you know, some work with that, that group, but they may bring in a running backs coach specifically so that he and Deuce can work hand in hand as he's also coordinating the offense. So I, I don't know. I think either way, we may see Deuce be, end up being that associate head coach role. I think that may be one of the things that kind of brought him here uh, to help kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. Cause obviously Detroit wanted to keep him, And if other teams knew that he was willing to go somewhere else, I'm sure they would have probably paid a lot of money to him. If you want to kind of see Deuce's coaching style, I completely forgot. Uh, Detroit was on hard knocks. Uh, I think preseason. Um, and there's, there's some uh, stuff back and forth. With, uh, it was really good stuff with him. And um, who's the defense? Aaron Glenn. Uh, that name might sound familiar to folks up here where I am in the triad, he, uh, Wake Forest standout uh, linebacker. Uh, I think he was the linebackers coach for Detroit. And they had this like kind of going back and forth uh, and practice type of thing where you kind of see behind the scenes or whatnot. I liked him then. I had no idea he'd be, even be a possibility to come to Carolina at that point. And that was August. <laughs> so like watching that. So uh, if you want to check him out, go back into HBO Max and uh, check out Hard Knocks, uh, the Detroit Lions ones uh, where Deuce was at. Um we got some more to get to here. If you've got some comments on the hires, uh, Evero, the new defensive coordinator, Deuce Staley in some capacity on the offensive staff, probably about the end of the week, or really probably after the Super Bowl. We'll probably know a little bit more. It sounds like the Super Bowl is holding up hires for not just us, but like four other teams. Uh, it, it just feels I – mean, either looking at the Eagles staff or – so I'm looking at the Chiefs. I'm like, well, is there somebody on the Chiefs that everybody's clamoring for? Because Eric bieniemy has been in this rotation for like three years now um, and hadn't gotten a job yet. Uh, meanwhile, the Eagles, it seems like every person on their staff is attached to somewhere or something. Is it is that what kind of vibe is that somebody from the Eagles might end up coming over? Because you also reported that Jim Bob Cooter's actually been requested for an interview for the OC, the, the Jaguars offensive coordinator, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely in the mix. Um... But, yeah, I mean, there's guys like Brian Johnson up in Philly that I know Carolina would love to speak with. And for other guys like Shane Steichen, who interviewed here for the head coaching job, he's getting interest from, I think, I believe it's Arizona. I can't remember off the top of my head for the head coaching job there. And it's really weird because Arizona and Indy, at one point, it kind of felt like their search was kind of gaining some steam. And then all of a sudden, both of them just kind of hit a wall. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's, both of them waiting for the Super Bowl because um, obviously Shane Steichen's in play. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I really don't know. Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, might be of interest for somebody. And uh, Lou Anarumo, the the Bengals defensive coordinator, I know he's kind of tied to Arizona, so he may be the front runner there until the Super Bowl, and then things may change. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. It seems like we these things have these jobs have gotten filled a lot quite, uh, quicker in the past. And we, yeah, we were talking about that, that when rule got hired, it was like early January. Um, we're in February now and there's still well, openings. That was a very accelerated. Search. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, and they just like, picked oh, it was way too fast. It, it ended up being a, uh, you know, 
yeah, the results of the search are pretty much exactly what happened. So, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll give you some more news on the Panthers hiring uh, as we go. It'll probably go a little bit quicker after the Super Bowl is over. Um, we'll get to Super Bowl predictions, keys to the games, and stuff in just a bit. Before I get into the Super Bowl halftime debate here, anybody got anything you're mad about from the weekend? Anything that went down that you got to get off the chest? You know, this is our stress reliever. Anybody got anything? I'm good right now. I was feeling pretty good this weekend. Well, I had Carolina Duke this weekend. So, and that, but I go against the Royals basketball. I, my boys are struggling right now. I don't know what, <laughs> what's going on. They don't want to pass to each other. Like, I, they forget Armando Baycott's out there. Like, we lost the seven freshmen for Saturday at Duke. Like, it, ugh. Go ahead, Stu. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm mad about some. Uh, no. I mean, maybe if we hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Like, give me some. I thought I'd be mad at the Pro Bowl stuff. Like, why are we even doing this? But everywhere I look, well, the the Pro Bowl, people the liked Pro Bowl it. Pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, people like it. Makes the sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Let the guys have fun. Don't get them hurt. And I mean, well, unless, unless you Jalen Ramsey, who apparently forgot for a minute they were playing flag football. Was that Tyreek Hill that he hit? In that yeah, corner? he tried yeah. to tackle my man. <laughs> he took me back to like eighth grade. Like, oh, we this. I thought we were playing tag. What are we doing? Yeah, how about Brian? Let's talk about that. Brian Burns. We're not mad about this or anything. This is just happy. I'm, I guess we're just happy today, y'all. No, yeah, no, we ain't I, mad. I don't have a happy thing. Go get Monday. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brian, Brian Burns, you know he, you know he. You know, imitates the Spider Man when he does the, the sack and everything. When he did the uh, climbing over the wall event and all that, the, <laughs> the obstacle course. Oh, he yeah. really looked like he really looked like Spider Man. Like <laughs> he was like jumping over the wall, like he was jumping over buildings. You know, he got uh, one of the inflatable joints in his backyard. He been practicing that thing practicing? for like three weeks. You think yeah. Oh yeah, man. You can rent one of them joints. He's like, yo, I got Pro Bowl coming up in two weeks. <laughs> hey, BB better not be having no. You better not have no blow up thing in the backyard practicing. Uh, but from everything I yeah. saw, Pro Bowl weekend was a success. It sounded like the announcers were having a fun time. I, I, I was looking at it off and on while I was going in and out of the room over the whole weekend. So I'd walk in and it'd be like dodgeball going on. I'm like, what is going on? And then I'd <laughs> walk out. I'd come back in. It was the quarterback skills thing where they're throwing at the uh, the moving what are they called dollies or whatever dummies like moving around and i know to... why i'm mad oh you got one yeah i'm gonna tell you why we mad son. i'm gonna tell you why we mad son. last night 30 the ravens documentary with oh, uh forgot with shannon out. sharp ray uh, ray lewis Ooh. it was really good but then i realized the grammys was on oh I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> i've been I'm hearing a big music, i'm a big music guy like the turn of events, like the Grammys happening, so I gotta, I gotta see what's happening with the Grammys. And watch thirty for thirty later. I know how to click on that. Go to ESPN, find it. <laughs> pull up the ESPN. Whole, but as but as far as you know, we watching the Grammys. It's not totally accessible like that. Um, yeah, pretty I'm sure there's man. a way. There's but, wait, didn't they do yeah, that? So they had it. They had it. They had it on at the same time. Yeah. I think you know we gotta we gotta plan better network. Okay, <laughs> we gotta plan better. On? What network was the Grammys on? Is it CBS? Uh, CBS. Okay, because you know yeah. Disney owns ESPN, so that that's ABC stuff. But uh, 
I heard they did but a still. huge pop celebration or something for the oh, 50th yeah, year. It was off the chain. It was see, off the chain. Man. Yeah, see? I think you can watch yeah. it. I think you can get it on Hulu. Yeah. I'm gonna check it later tonight, see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, just just you can pull it up. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. But yeah. uh yeah, DJ Khaled, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, Lil oh, Wayne, what? Friday, John Legend did an eight-minute segment of um they uh <laughs> pretty much just the song. God God wait, did. They got Jay Z to get to come to the Grammys. Oh yeah, Jay Z was Beyonce. um, Broke the record for winning the most Grammys. So wow, yeah, Yeah, it it was popping yesterday, man. That's 50th anniversary for hip hop. You know, I'm gonna have to check this out. out, man. Tyler King says also, if you're a NASCAR fan, the clash at the Coliseum was on last night too. I saw a bit of that. They were running the race cars around. Shout out to Kyle Busch. He came second. So. Stay doing some nice things, keeping his his racing career up and up. Uh, Aaron, I feel you, bro. Tar Heels lost, so I'm mad about that. I am too, because we didn't play well, and neither did they. Like, if it was an ugly game, we should have won because we're the older ones. Like, they're all 17 year old kids. <laughs> and we ended up. I don't even know how we lost this game. Like, looking back on it, but we'll see him again. We'll see him again. It's the same squad that looked just like this in February last year, and then ended up going on a tourney run. Ain't worried yet. I probably should be, but you should be. After last, be honest. After last year, after how they handled Duke last year, uh, Coach K's last home game and ruining that whole celebration afterwards, where Coach K literally had to tell the fans to shut up <laughs> because when he was trying to talk on the mic, you can't buy that as a Carolina fan. And then beating them in the Final Four, never seen each other before, and beat K beat K into retirement. Anything after this is gravy at this point for a little bit. Like we're still kind of living on that. But so Carolina, you got about a year, huh? Yeah, you can't get swept the next year, Carolina. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, that don't ruin this. So, we'll I know we'll about that now. Woo! Here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm gonna tell I you thought if I let y'all marinate for a little bit, that something come up. Yeah, like, yeah, some yeah. kind of. Yeah, mm. you help me out on this one. <laughs> I don't care. I well, let me well, hold on. Let me pause. Make sure I get the right words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about blue bloods and their feelings i just don't and i've heard it from north carolina fans duke fans kansas fans uh, i i just don't and, I mean, and you know why? because your rosters every year are 90 to 95 percent four and five star kids and if you're struggling yep. that's your own dang fault while other schools out there that are winning more games with less talent, come on now, you got you guys are you guys have the best talent every year. You have a chance to make a run to the final four every year. Some schools they get that that chance like every eight to ten years. So I don't feel sorry for any of these blue bloods. <laughs> I mean, we were just in the national championship last year, like so I, I can't be like I, I'm not one of those type that I'm like uh, we deserve this for North Carolina or, or anything like that. Like, kids got to go earn it. And I feel like some of these kids that came back thought that they could come back and just put the jersey on and just make a run. And that's not how it works <laughs> at all, especially when you're targeted from day one. And they're just – I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't look like Carolina basketball completely, but they got that's Wake Tuesday. She'll be, she'll be so excited when they win. She'll get all into it. And then as soon as they hit a little two-game losing streak, yep. 
I hate basketball. I hate <laughs> I hate sports. I'm like, come on, you're gonna the be back. The refs, the refs have it one against one. us. They hate us. They're calling everything all up. How about oh. we stop shooting 30 foot three point shots and drive? <laughs> Maybe we'll get. Some hey, back. which brings me to my next point. Let's go ahead and talk about this. The most right. influential basketball players of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mess. I'm gonna tell you why we mess, son. Let's go. Now, see, last week we was talking, right? And we and, and I made a mistake. You was thinking about this all week. <laughs> you thought it was all weekend. <laughs> no, I, and, and so I had said the best basketball players of all time. Okay. Now, when I my, my statement of the best basketball players of all time, let me recorrect and rephrase this: the most influential. Okay. okay? When it's all said and done, bro, I'm gonna already just put them there. But when it's all said and done. Steph Curry going to be number three, okay? Number three, okay. Number three, okay, the most influential, okay? I'm, I can live with that. And then I have put Kobe as number two most influential. And I will take that back. I'll take it back. Ooh. I'm publicly taking that back because I had to reassess, recheck myself. Now, see, my, my, my personal favorite list would go Jordan, Kobe, Steph, personal favorite. Like if I had to choose, right? <laughs> no, no, it's it's not. It's not the same. Personal, personal, personal preference isn't factual a lot of the times, right? It's just what you like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just what you like. Like yeah. I like I like wearing black. It's not everybody's favorite color, but I like wearing black. I'm wearing green today, <laughs> but I like wearing black, right? <laughs> but. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I I will put LeBron James at number two, influential, but Steph Curry is number three. Hmm. Because uh, I to okay. And then I, I will I love put LeBron. I love LeBron. I will put. I will put. I will put Allen Iverson, influential, top five. I'll put Shaq. Definitely Shaq. Four, four, four or six. You talking influence? You got to put Magic and Bird in there because none of this happens without Magic and Bird. Yeah, you you right. But I I'm mean, telling you this. I'm telling. I'm telling you this. Steph Curry, number three. I'm gonna just leave it at that, man. I, hold on now before we go past this because the reasons you gave for Steph and for Jordan, I'm trying to apply it to LeBron. What is LeBron. LeBron's signature move? Like, what's the thing that kids are outside trying to do that LeBron does? No, I'm going to tell you what it is. Longevity, baby. That man's going to oh, be playing all his fucking... <laughs> He's going to be playing all his life. That's influential, dog. Taking care of your body. But you can't the control you train. No, there's I mean, a lot of things. Extent, but yeah, can't. there's a... The, the, the guidance and the measures of the, resor- the resources that he uses to keep up his body, to be playing the way he's playing at the level that he's playing at still, you feel me? This man's oh, yeah. still doing, this man's still jumping out of the gym like he was when he was 18. He needs to get out of there. That's done. Uh, you got your ring out there. You good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's LeBron is weird. LeBron's a weird thing for me because I love LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's one of my top five favorite players of all time. But then when I break it down, I'm like, okay, can I spot a LeBron James shoe in the wild? Like what is yeah. LeBron James logo? <laughs> you know, like what, like what is he? What's his moment? Like what is it? What are his moments? Because when you talk about Jordan 
or Steph or Magic or Bird or any of those guys, you can come up with Jordan. You can come up with a, a basket of moments from, and a lot of people don't even count his college career when we talk about greatest. We should include it because the dude was National Player of the Year. Bro, I'll tell oh. you, I'll tell you a moment that happens every game before a game. No, don't do the, 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 the no man. <laughs> it's influential, baby. Yeah. What is what is the LeBron James? I didn't moment even know. I didn't even know they had baby powder on the court when they. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. besides, besides the 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 run behind block in Game Seven of the NBA Finals against Golden State, was that on Steph? I think it was. No, actually, it was Iguodala. I think it was that he ran down. Other than that, and then the dunk on the Celtics when he was was that still Cleveland? Uh, that twenty five point fourth quarter he had against the yeah, Celtics yeah. in the series. You want to know why you can't come up with one thing? It's because every week there's been something. <laughs> nah, man. Every week gotta, he's he, that don't feel he got right. Highlights. He got highlights on highlights, man. I, don't, I mean, that don't feel right. That don't think feel about right. the the D Wade the D Wade layup. Oh, with him. Oh, the, the alley. No, okay, and that's an iconic right. picture. And they uh, in here like this, like dinner sir. And, the, and I hate it with LeBron. I don't want to spend too much time on the basketball thing because we got to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, we got. Yeah, let's spend about five minutes. It feels like he shouldn't have moved around so much. I think that's my problem with him. That he, I mean, I, I'm the biggest like I don't really care about LeBron that much person out there because yeah. I just don't really. I, I don't know. I mean, but at the end of the day, like the dude, you can't you can't deny his greatness, right? No, you can't deny his greatness. I'm you just. I'm reluctant to say he is the greatest. Like, it, oh, I'm not, I'm not know? saying he's the greatest. Michael Jordan, the greatest. Michael, or, or even top three. Yeah, I guess you could put him up there with influence because he has been, he's this generation's Jordan. Now, I'm not saying he's at the level of Jordan, but in terms of how we view Jordan, there might be people that view LeBron completely more so than we, like what Jordan was assumed. <laughs> like we knew, we saw it, like with our own eyes. Well, LeBron, problem, the kids Everyone. fighting about this on social media, like eight-year-olds fighting adults about LeBron being the greatest. And it's like, you were born in 2010. <laughs> like, how do you even know? Like, how are you having this argument? But I, 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 I can see LeBron, number three, influential. Yeah. Everyone's talking about LeBron and MJ. It's not even that. Like he's, in my opinion, it's, it's MJ one, Kobe then LeBron. Like, I, I think LeBron still has to pass Kobe yet. Right. I don't think he's passed Kareem. Even even if he passes him in points. Like, Kareem did all this stuff before LeBron. He was that first high school player on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, before anybody was. Like, he was the one that went undefeated through his college career. <laughs> you know, like, he's the one that had all these records. He's had this record for 37 years or whatever it's been. So, I feel like Kareem gets left out of this conversation a lot. Most influential. Yeah. Uh, greatest, like all of it. He gets left out of it a lot. He deserves to be in it more often than he is. Um, but I do agree. Kobe's up there. He was in the top five. Um, and I hate KG too, by the way. Like when he was when he was a player. Who? Like rest in peace now. And, and oh, you're about to say, man, be careful, boy. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, who just... <laughs> let me, let me clarify. When he played, I could not stand Kobe Bryant. I couldn't stand the Lakers because I was, it's kind of that same thing like the Blue Bloods and, you know, all that stuff. But oh. – his last year, I started Kobe. to really respect it. And I was I like, you know it. what? Like, I'm rooting for Kobe. Like, that, I, I don't know if it was his final game where he had like 80 some points or 70 some points or whatever. Uh, he scored like 60 something in his last, but he took like 60 shots, but they were giving it to him. Going, <laughs> he's beating Kobe. And then after the fact, 
like you really start to kind of appreciate. And I don't know if it's just because I was getting older and didn't really care about that stuff anymore. But like, and then the the whole tragedy, like I never thought that it like a a tragedy like that would hit me so hard, especially for a player that for the longest time I was rooting against. Mm-hmm. But, so I mean, yeah, I mean his impact on basketball is is global. It's not just in the U.S. I would actually, I would say, I would say Kobe has a bigger influence uh, globally than LeBron did because Kobe kind of conquered China. Like, oh yeah, you talk Kobe, about Kobe in yeah. China, like he's considered a god over there for whatever reasons. And um, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. We'll we'll have some more time to do as we get into yeah, off season, but. All I know is Steph Curry is number three. You start some, <laughs> and Michael Jordan number one. You can put, you can swap LeBron and Kobe back and forth at three and four. Well, here now, since we're in a a ranking, or two move, and four, two this, and four. I mean, this is something I've been arguing with folks ever since last year. Um, what's the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time, in your opinion? Prince. See, he's one. He's the first one that usually comes up. Uh, other than him playing Purple Rain in the rain with an electric bro, guitar. He had, the marching, he had the marching band out there and everything, bro. Yeah. He, I mean, he played Let's Go Crazy. Actually, he did some Jimi Hendrix that night. Yeah, um, he did a lot of – he did it. What you, there's, he's the greatest. And he fin- he finished off rain in a downpour. Um, yeah. One of the messiest Super Bowls of all time. He, he went out there and did it. Uh, that's been one that's been mentioned numerous times. Uh, it was my number one. Um Skylar, what's your what's your greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time? People, before you even answer that, people seem to think this happened all like every year. This really didn't start till 1993 with Michael Jackson, which should be up there too, like top three greatest performances of all time. Well, they would I put, put that at number two. <laughs> I put that at number two. They put the college marching bands out there, like choirs. They had like a magician one year, and then MJ did it, and from that point on, it became what's known today. So. I mean, the only reason why I can't say MJ is because that in 1993, your boy wasn't watching the Super Bowl. So I can <laughs> tell you that I can't speak from experience as far as what I feel about it. But I saw was, Prince and Prince was off the chain. 93. That was Dallas Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was watching that. Dallas, I was a Dallas fan. Yeah. Dallas Buffalo. Um, I wasn't even born yet. So, <laughs> you know, how old are you? Man, you know what? I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Between what Skylar just said and then me coming across a thing on Facebook earlier this morning that uh, Get Rich or Die Trying turned 20 years old today. uh, Yeah, I'm feeling old. (laughs) I'm feeling old today. Like, like, what else is going to happen today to make me feel like I'm 80 years old? (laughs) I I mean, even though I wasn't alive yet, like, I've seen the MJ performance and it was pretty damn good. You can see um, all of them on YouTube now, yeah. Like you can get to all of them. Uh, I the yeah, whole... I may catch some slack for this because this is kind of newer. Um, and I and personally, like I don't even really like his music. But I thought <laughs> the weekend did really good. I thought oh, Bruno. Yeah, I like Bruno. Uh, yeah, Bruno was, was good. I'm trying to find. I was like four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm trying to find the year. Um. But I'm not saying it was the great. 2014. Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars, 2016. That was that was Super Bowl you were in, Stu. Super Bowl 50. 
No, nah, man. That was was this was a this was 2014 Bruno Mars, wasn't it? Was he? Did he do 2014 too? Hold on, I'm pulling him up because that I one. Oh, I'm trying to see if he did another one. I think he did do another one. I uh, thought it was recent, but that was yeah, that was 2015. I don't see any other one that pops up with Bruno Mars. Although I want to say he's been there twice. I don't see one for 2014 on this list. It's like the top 10 or whatever that I'm peeking at. Uh, Beyonce gets honorable mention um, in New Orleans, that 49ers Ravens Super Bowl 2013. Is that the one yeah, where, uh, where the, the power? Yeah. Uh, and it got delayed for like <laughs> the Super Bowl got delayed for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes while they were trying to figure this out. Um, Bruno Mars performed at the in the 2014 Super Bowl at MetLife. Who else was with him on that one? Does it, does it show? Because he didn't do it by himself. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, he had to have been the headliner in one of them. Yeah, it probably that. Well, 2016 was after, but he was with Coldplay and Beyonce, because I don't think he was the headliner of, <laughs> of that one. It had to be the one before. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's the Panther Franco Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Uh, Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars. Do you guys get a chance to see the Super Bowl halftime show when you're in the Super Bowl as a player? Nah. Only thing we saw was Lady Gaga, I think. Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, I think we saw. Yeah, we saw. We saw that. Oh man, the Panthers yeah, actually. Is. The Panthers actually are part of one of my most memorable Super Bowl halftime shows, and that would be uh, the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake uh, Super Bowl <laughs> of 2004. Um, yeah. Panthers Patriots. Was that the uh, uh, split? Yes, I was actually at a party. Um, me and my friends watching the Panthers. Uh, I'd been a, the second quarter had gotten pretty exciting, so we were kind of amped up. It's halftime, the show's going on. Everybody in the room is talking to each other, nobody's looking at the screen except for me and one friend <laughs> on the other side of the couch, way over on like this L shaped couch. And we're just sitting there watching it, and it happened. And when it happened, we both jumped up, like, Oh. And we looked at each other. Did you see that? And we looked around and no one had seen it. <laughs> no one in the room. They were like, what, what, what happened? What happened? And uh, I can't really say what we said out loud, but <laughs> we're like, it came out. It came out. And like, we, we were going on about it. We were trying to, this is 2004. You can't just get online and like find a clip of it in 2004 or whatever, you know, that you just couldn't do it that way. But that ruined Janet Jackson's career. If you think back on it, like from where she was to where she was after, it's kind of unfair. Justin Timberlake didn't get anything off of that, really, but no bad you wanna know something? You want to know something crazy? Yeah. I just realized I had no clue what performances were going on during the Super Bowl. Oh, with the one you were in? <laughs> you didn't know who was yeah. going to be? <laughs> I guess your boy, I was so focused or something that I had no I mean, that makes me feel better, that. actually, that you, that you were focused <laughs> on the game and not <laughs> who was performing at halftime. That actually makes me feel better. How difficult is that, though? Because I know the halftimes in the Super Bowl are a little bit longer than a regular game. Like, is yeah. that is that a difference? It is a difference, like, especially if you're injured, like I was, because all you're doing is just getting stiff and yeah. you're thinking about how stiff you're getting and how you need to stay warm and and how you're going to go back out there and get right back to the action. Um, but it definitely is a long, 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 long time waiting. Um, but it's the Super Bowl. You know, they got to make their money. And they got 20 minutes or so? Yeah, it's a while. I feel like uh, it was like three minutes. You might as well call it 30. 
because they got to <laughs> bring in all the stage and all that stuff, and then they get ready, and then they got to break it all down when it's over. Smoke's yeah. got to clear out of there. Uh, I, I don't lie. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Um, I know it's fresh, but last year's Super Bowl halftime show, I don't know how anybody's gonna top it. Um, and I hear oh, like yeah. younger folks all the time, like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm like, it wasn't for you. <laughs> the Super Bowl halftime show last year, it was for me. It was from I'm 45. Is that pocket where if you were in college between 2000 and 2003, when like Shady Aftermath was running everything, it was like 50 Cent, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Dr. the Dre. game, all that stuff going on. Like that, that Super Bowl was the pinnacle. You're never going to get that again. You're oh, never. I, I completely forgot about that one. That one was a really damn good one, too. And I love that like era of music, too, even though mm-hmm. I was very young, but. It was on a party in my house. Like it was me and my wife. And I'm like my kid came walking through. Like what's going on? But like the songs that you that they were playing, uh, they didn't even announce Fifty Cent. He just popped in yeah. as a surprise. Like <laughs> it was like a, it was just a super nostalgic moment. Yeah, like it, taking it, you back in time during the halftime show, and all that. Music, little... It just still yeah. sounds good. Like I'm sorry, I'm a I'm a big mark for Dr. Dre. I do a lot of audio stuff, and like to me, Dr. Dre's ear is just like pinnacle when it comes to like production and like making sure your stuff sounds tight and clean and like you can hear everything and he's just to me I've, I've taken so many different like techniques and teachings and stuff that he's had out there just to make my production sound a little bit better and to, to have all that stuff on the stage at the same time and realize that he orchestrated all this like he's literally the godfather to me of of hip-hop like you know, he's really 40 years is yeah, the last night Last night, Dr. Dre got the uh, Global Impact Award at the Grammys Grammy. too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he uh he did his thing. Snoop smoking on the field is iconic. Uh, he crip walked too. They told him not to do it, and he did it. <laughs> he did it anyway. Um. <laughs> what really messed with me is the halftime. It was still daylight out, and I don't know if that's because I had a couple drinks in me or not. But like, <laughs> it was really weird to me that we're sitting here watching the Super Bowl halftime show, and it's perfectly daytime like oh we're like in the west coast or something like yeah, it's just in la i think none of this year so oh yeah yeah you're right it wasn't LA. yeah yeah um trying to any other ones after uh nipplegate which was the janet jackson justin timberlake thing they kind of went like old old school they had like the rolling stones then they had like paul mccartney the year after that like they were really worried about <laughs> something going down who would you, uh, you want to see in it in the next couple of years both. Well, a bucket list got checked off last year. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody that I really like right now. See, that's my problem. I'm old. I don't like anybody. <laughs> anybody do <laughs> like right now? I just have like a a full pen drive in my car of just like like the top 500 hip hop songs of all time, and I just go through that. Or I'm on Rock the Bells on Sirius XM and listen to old school hip hop all day long or sports talk. Like I don't really who's out there? Like I mean, I'm just thinking like, about, I'm thinking really... I'm just thinking about like I like I like artists that have like a lot of features. Yeah. Like, you know, where you can have like there's like a mixture of different types of music, um, where you have vocals. I mean, shoot, Jay Z. If Jay Z did a Super Bowl halftime, like show, we know he's the one. Rock Nation's the one. How ironic if Carolina made it to the Super Bowl that year? Huh? huh? How <laughs> ironic would it be if Carolina made it to the Super Bowl? Oh, the year Jay performs. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. 
I could like, see something was, like that. Maybe like um, because you'll have Alicia Keys out there, like yeah, you know, yeah, just Beyonce kind of doing the thing. Yeah, Rihanna. like now Rihanna's Rihanna. Uh, she's headlining it this year. Yeah, she's uh, headlining yeah. this year, but she'll pop JT up. Would be good. I'll make a prediction. I and I think she's really, really good. And it's not typically the kind of music I listen to, but Billie Eilish can freaking sing. Hmm. Yeah, like, she's a Super Bowl she, halftime show though. She will do a halftime show. I guarantee it with probably. In, I don't want to guarantee any time, but like I feel like at some point she's probably going to get that call. I could see them inviting like a Harry Styles or somebody like that that had a big night last night from what I saw. Um, Is I Drake mind... in one? Who? Drake? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Little Wayne. Do like a cash money uh, <laughs> Super Bowl I mean, show. I don't know if it would be popular, but like Kanye. <laughs> No, no, you can't. That ship sell. We can't do yeah. that. <laughs> that was maybe like 15 years ago. Yeah, we could maybe like even three or four years ago. Probably been just fine, but not now. Yeah, not now. Like he he's done too much. Um, that's probably not going to go down. Um, let's uh let's get into the Super Bowl here and the predictions uh in this game, Stu. Let's start off with you because I want to start with the Eagles in the run game. Um, what do you think is going to be a key to the game for the Eagles uh to win Super Bowl 57? Um, they got to run the ball. Um, but I think mainly it's going to come down to RPO decision making for Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, in those situations in the Super Bowl, the nerves. Um, you know, I think it's going to be the the difference maker there. If if he's making sound decisions, you know, with those play calls, um, when to give it, when to keep it, when to throw it. I mean, it's all going to come down to Jalen on offense, um, even though it is the running game that really keeps them afloat. Uh, but he's the decision maker for all that. So I think it's really um, Jalen Hurts, man. It's all uh, you, baby. It's going to be you for the Philly. It's going to be you and Philly, dog. In the, the Eagles, the number one scoring offense in the league coming into this game, I believe. Um, and they – they did their thing throughout the playoffs. They've been the, they've probably been the best team in the league all year. Um, yeah. You know, we've just been kind of looking at them like, mm, are they really? But it's funny. It actually kind of feels like when the Panthers did this in 2015, where y'all were clearly the worst 14 and 0 team of all time, Stu. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to the media, that, I mean, it is, it is what it is. It just, y'all yeah. were just, y'all were just awful. Yeah. Like yeah. Number one scoring offense and everything, but it's the same thing with the Eagles. And I'm, Kind of wondering, is it because Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of this team? Like, if you know what I mean? Like, is that why they keep saying these things about the Eagles? If it was somebody else, if it was Carson Wentz leading the Eagles to this type of season, would they be? You know what they want. You know they don't want it. They don't want – listen, man, they have anything and everything to say about a black quarterback, period. So, I'm going to just keep that there and put it on the shelf. If y'all didn't know, uh, the the Eagles are – they're trying to be the third team in NFL history – to have won a Super Bowl after beating, I think it was 10 teams that won 10 or more games uh, on their schedule. The only two teams that have ever done that are 2003 and the 2004 New England Patriots. Uh, yeah. So that's a pretty damn good company if uh, <laughs> if they can do this. Uh, but, Scott, but I want, I want to, I want, but to okay. my comment with Jalen Hurts, though, like, you know, we have two black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is special. Like, if Patrick Mahomes was like one degree less than what he is now, they would put 
I personally feel they would put Patrick Mahomes in the same category as a Jalen Hurts, which is, oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's he he runs. He he makes plays with his legs. He doesn't really know how to really throw from the pocket, you know, or whatever. Patrick Mahomes don't he barely throw from the pocket pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's out there doing all kind of stuff. It's weird when he but does he throw from the pocket. But right, but so like it's just all these expectations that just float around and it just it's annoying. But you know, I think Jalen Hurts, he has an opportunity to really showcase something to the to the world Sunday. And like I said, it's gonna come down to him in both the running game and obviously in the passing situations. Um, when he, you know the offensive coordinator dials it up, he's got to deliver. Skyler, on the other side, what do you think are the keys of the game for Kansas City uh, to defeat this Philly team? Who I think they have like the record for sacks in a season too, like seventy something sacks or whatever yeah. <laughs> like this year. Uh, and we've seen Pat Mahomes on this stage against a front seven that's given him trouble uh, in Tampa a couple of years ago, and that game did not go the way they wanted for Kansas City. What are you thinking here from the Kansas City side in terms of attacking Philly? Well, I think you hit it on it first and foremost. You got to keep Pat upright. I mean, everyone wants to forget that 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 ankle injury or foot injury, or whatever the heck it was, has just kind of gone away. I mean, that's something that could easily pop right back up if he lands on it a certain way or someone lands on it a certain way. So you got to keep him upright, and that's going to be tough to do because this Eagles defensive front is freaking nasty. So um, have – Good luck with that. But defensively, I think they've got to create turnovers. And kind of to Stu's point, RPOs are going to be a big part of what Philly does. But if they can force Jalen and, and the Eagles to kind of get out of that and try to just push the ball down the field in regular just downfield passes, they've got to be able to take advantage and create a couple of extra possessions. Because if they do, then this game kind of swings towards Kansas City because that offense is just so hard to stop that at some point, if you give them two, three, maybe four extra possessions, it may not be an interception from We can turn over it on downs, um, something like that. So if you give them extra possessions, I think Kansas City can win this game. But luckily, as part of the media, I got the script. <laughs> you pulled the script. <laughs> so what, what well, was somebody, somebody put a script up on Wikipedia already? script <laughs> has been leaked. Uh, it's going to be 10 nothing after the first quarter, 24-13, uh, Chiefs leading at half. So, yeah, great comeback win for the Eagles coming up in the Super Bowl. Man, look, if it if it's 10 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, <laughs> I'm going to blow y'all's phones up. Like, <laughs> is this really going on? Is this really happening? Um, I, I, I do think it's going to be a battle in the trenches. Um, it feels like the only way to really rattle Kansas City when they get going is to get to Pat Mahomes. Like you said, like uh, the best line I've ever heard any coach say at any level when talking about a quarterback that had been just destroying defenses is that they can't do anything if they're sitting on their ass. Like literally, like if they if they can't stand there longer than three seconds and get set and do whatever, it don't matter who he got on the outside. It don't matter who the running back is. It don't matter. None of that matters. <laughs> if he's getting harassed the whole night, because then Pat Mahomes, we've seen it where he gets flustered a little bit if uh, if you can do this to him. Now, granted, it's only happened maybe a handful of times his whole career. And the last time we really saw it was Tampa uh, in that Super Bowl where that offensive line for Kansas City could not block anything. Granted, I think he had like three dudes out with injury and uh, and some more. We need an update on 
his skill position players because Mahomes lost like three of his top wide receivers in that AFC championship game to a variety of injuries. They got two weeks. I'd imagine some of them are going to be able to play. Um, didn't he lose a running back too uh, in that, in that game? Like they were battered by the time they got through that game with Cincinnati. Um, if they can get the Mahomes, I think the Eagles could pull this off. I still, the team that rushes the best to me have always been the one I kind of lean towards. And that's the Eagles uh, in this instance, that RPO is really hard to stop with Jalen hurts running it. Like, you can tell he's a coach's co- a coach's son. Like he kind of understands it. Like he gets it and he can relay it to the offense. So I never thought I would say this. I think I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. Uh, I'm going the Eagles too. Too? You want all three? I'm going the Chiefs, man. Ooh. And I feel like this is the reason why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay? I'm looking. So, if you look at, there's, this is what offensive mind, uh, offensive minds, like, dream about. Right? They dream of being in the Super Bowl and having guys like Sky Moore, Justin Watson, that, defenses have not been dialing in on all year all throughout the playoffs and some for some reason these guys are going to be in the end zone Uh, like and and these are the the types of plays that happen in Super Bowls that really um like just kill team and I feel like there's going to be a couple feature plays um that the Chiefs come with that just really put a put a nail in the coffin. And so I know we got – I know that they got Patrick Mahomes. They got a running game. Uh, Pacheco's going to have to definitely run the run the rock hard like he's been running. I like Pacheco. Uh, and then you're going to obviously have Kelsey doing his thing and being, you know, shifty and, and witty with his rock running and whatnot. But it's going to be those guys that I told you about, Okay. That we that we don't hear a lot of noise noise from, and they're going to get an opportunity, and if they, you know, execute, that's going to be the difference maker for the Chiefs. And I, if I not, just... then I feel like it's going to be just one of them one of them games where Philly just starts off fast like they like they have been doing, and it's just to eat away eat the clock up. I don't want a bad game like that Rams Patriots game we had last year. Was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. 13 to nine or whatever it was. It was just just bad football <laughs> like the whole night, but you felt obligated. Super Bowl? Yeah, Rams Patriots. Yes. Not Rams Patriots. Uh, who was it? I don't think last year was 13. I wasn't Rams Patriots last year. That was Tom was still in New England, like for that one. Uh, yeah. Last year was Rams oh, and Rams Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Back. Rams Patriots won. The, 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 the Patriots won. Um, yeah. Golf versus Brady. That was 13 to nine or whatever it was. Who was it last year? It was Rams versus Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to be a good game. I, I, I mean, when my team isn't in it and I'm going to spend my night watching the Super Bowl with two teams I don't really root for. They better be scoring, huh? Yeah, be scoring something. Or just – I want to see some – or great defense, just something. Give me something that I can latch on to because by the end of the game or by the halftime, I'm I'm naturally rooting for one or the other. Like, I just yeah. kind of let myself decide 
without going into who I'm going to root for, I picked the Eagles, but I may start rooting for the Chiefs depending on how the vibe of the game is going. So I just want a good game. I just want a real good game. Uh, and of course, we'll we'll get into all of that. Um, again, Rihanna's the the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, so that should be good. Who knows who she's going to pull out there? You mentioned Jay Z earlier when we were talking about halftime shows. Rock Nation's the one that produces the halftime shows now. So uh, maybe we do get a Jay Z one somewhere down the road. Uh, maybe next year when the Panthers are playing uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know, seriously, how how ironic would it be if Jay Z, seven years from the day that Matt Rule said, or the year that Matt Rule said that that the Panthers are playing the Super Bowl and that's your halftime. I told you not to talk about him no more. <laughs> oh, man. We got it. We got it. Hey, I told you seven years. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back next week, next Monday after the Super Bowl. We'll have a recap show for that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more news on the Panthers coaching staff at that point. Uh, there's still some lower-level positions, quarterbacks, coach, things like that that need to be filled. We'll start to get into all those as well. We'll dive into the offseason. Uh, we'll finally seriously start sitting down and talking about draft needs. What does this Panthers roster need? Where they are going forward? Something that's hard to answer to you know who the offensive coordinator is and w- what they're going to be doing. Um, so we'll get into all of that and more. We got plenty of that coming up for you. Uh, again, presented by BetOnline.ag. Go get your welcome bonus. Uh, type in the code word believe B L E A V. Get your welcome bonus when you go over there. The video of this, as well as previous episodes, is at uh, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. The audio, of course, is always on the Believe Podcast Network, any major podcast platform. Uh, just search Believe in Panthers or Believe in Carolina Panthers, and you'll be able to find us there. So for Skylar Callahan, for Jonathan Stewart, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.